Are you ready? Marks and Smarks. This is the Smarkiest Filipinas podcast. You are listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Smart Gilas Filipinas podcast. Stunning Stancy at your service. And to my right, ravishing Ro Moran. No Rowdy Ralph Thomas this week. Again. It's, it seems he can't go on a stretch. Now, you know, he's just here, present. And it's unfortunate because uh, this week, there are actually circumstances really beyond his control. What a streaky podcaster, though. Very streaky. Yeah, he's streakier than Dion Waiters. <laughs> anyway, um, I, I guess one thing I wanted to start off with this week is something I discovered on Facebook, which is there is a dating site for Chinois. This is very weird, but it is real. It's called Kaishao.com. What does that mean? Kaishao means to introduce. So okay. it, uh, Kaishao is, is Fuken. The Mandarin is Tiaishao, which also means to introduce. But in the local Chinoy uh, community, when you say Kaishao, there's an automatic connotation of Na, setting uh, them up on a date. Exactly. So like if, if I was single and my mom were to tell me, hey, ika Kaishao kita sa girl na to, <laughs> alam na, that's, there is an intention, right? And um, I, I kind of understand why this exists. Like the Great Wall, if, if uh, you're aware of the Great Wall, it's uh, how there are certain Chinese Filipino families who would prefer that their kids not date nor marry someone who's not Chinese. That's why it's called the Great Wall. But uh, would you know like which particular demographic of the Filipino Chinese or Chinese Filipino community uh, the site actually targets? Uh, I wouldn't know per is se. It, is it really, uh, I guess, older people who are looking for something more serious? Or is it for everyone? Because if it's for everyone, I don't think it's like the perfect approach. No, I, I, I get where you're coming from. And that's a very good uh, question. Because uh, I actually saw one of the profiles of one of the people uh, behind uh, the team. Uh. And this is an auntie. Okay. So, so this person is an auntie, right? Um, I have a friend who signed up for an account uh, so that she could talk about it on, on a medium. Sure. Okay? So it, it's actually very elaborate. It asks you so many questions that you probably won't find in any normal dating site. No, it, I think uh, okay, it's fine. pretty no, no, specific. Carry like carry it carry asks on. you your high school, your college, all of your vices. Do you smoke? Do you drink? How often you smoke or drink? If you have kids, marital status, body type is also a category. But that's, no, that's a thing. That's a regular thing. Body type. Even in slim, petite, more yeah, yeah, that's okay. the thing. Yeah. All right. So I, I was just surprised because I've never signed up for Tinder or for you know any of these dating sites. So to see all of these elaborate questions being asked, especially in a Chinoy dating site, it, it was pretty jarring. Yung mga seryosong dating sites, not that I would know because I've never been on an actual serious dating site. Uh, yung mga seryosong dating site, they would actually ask all of those. But I, by the by the unique questions I would assume like what's your last name like what's your family's uh, family annual, business annual income tax return I, I was pretty sure that somebody was bound to ask that because uh, you can actually filter the type of people who yeah. can approach your profile right like like in most dating uh, sites um, I was surprised though that they didn't ask you shit like your, your feng shui or uh, you know uh, year of the what yeah. or if your family name is like this so in English or Tagalog uh, what is your real Chinese name because for all you know you could be part of like this same family clan from like 500 years ago. No, that's but you're all, aren't you all part of the same family no. clan from like a 500 years ago? No, no, no. <laughs> it, it, it's only possible if you have last names. <laughs> that's why I can't date a girl whose last name is C. Oh, it's, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, but like it, here in the Philippines, uh, you, you can probably date another girl whose last name is Moran. Sure. 
Because you know, like uh, that Moran could be from like Mindanao or someplace, right? Okay. So possibly, because you're not from the same family, but in in the local Chinese community, it's actually a big fucking deal. <laughs> so my my thoughts on the site are: I, I think it's hilarious. I think it's absurd. And I'm sorry if you are part of the site, that, uh, part of the team of the site, and you you find yourself offended. But I think it's absurd because I'm very anti. But they're, they're, they're pretty, you know. You have to admit they're pretty clever to have thought of it. Yeah, yeah, uh, I, I will admit that Because a lot of people who shared the site on Facebook Were like, oh my god, I had the same idea Inunahan lang tayo Which is really how it is with a lot of these innovative solutions and ideas And I do see the value in it Because I have friends who are stuck in family businesses right now And don't really talk to anyone besides the people they're under But actually, if you're building a dating app That's catered to uh, Chinese Filipinos I'd rather that you just made Chinese for Chinoy Tinder. <laughs> I wonder though how mas, many. Must Chinoy Tinder. No, must must curious ako eh, Like of the people who sign up for say Kaishao.com or Chinoy Tinder, how many of them would actually be game for a one night stand? Never know. I, I, I wouldn't yeah, know. Yeah, you target it to the to, to the younger generation who are who is more open to that. But here's the thing I'm pretty sure there's still a lot From the, the yeah. aunties and uncles Who are still gonna benefit From this site Sure, sure. Oh, Yeah of course Yeah So if, if, if there's anyone Who's really gonna capitalize On this shit It's, it's them I mean when it's late 30s Early 40s na, You know th- Their parents wanna see them Get married before they die That kind of shit <laughs> Which is you know Really really sad Because it hits close to home I have an uncle Who fits under that category So I, I actually thought What do, do, yun what do I sign him yung, up ano, yung, yung It's not really Just for young people you know, but T- Tinder isn't solely a hookup app. I wouldn't know. Again, I I, I don't have the app. I've never tried it. So uh, if if you find yourself on any of these dating apps and you have some fun stories to share, another great question. I don't know the answer to that because it doesn't ask. Like, oh no, 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 it does, it does. It does ask if you're Chinoy. It does ask how Chinese you are. What the hell? Yes, yes. Then, it, how does one measure the Chinesity of Chineseness? Yeah, uh, the Chinese. No, the, the, the same way that the wizarding world measures how wizardy you are. Yeah, the non percentage. I mean, so, so it's really cut and dry. So you're either a mud blood, a, a pure blood, um, a half blood, or a squib. More or less, yes. A muggle. Yes, yes. So, like, my analogy for this is if you're a pure blood, parang sa wizarding world and sa chino is gonna tell up your blood, yeah, right? Gonna, if you're a half blood, uh, if you're a half blood, you are a mestizo in common parlance. Yep. If you are a mudblood, then this this means you're a Pinoy who went to a Chinese school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if you're like a, our absent friend today. Yes, <laughs> exactly like our absent friend. And if you're a squib, uh, it, just like how they're very much looked down upon in the wizarding mm-hmm. world, they're also looked down upon by the conservative Chinois. And you know squibs are Chinese. Like, uh, what is that? The, term is, the derogatory term is huanagong. Well, what is a huanagong? A huanagong is someone who was born Chinese but doesn't know shit about the culture, doesn't know shit about the language. Ah, so I uh, know our friend. Friend Lan Ong. Yes. <laughs> no, no, I, no. He does know he's Chinese. Yeah, I, yeah, I have he's a privately. fake Chinese. So, so more <laughs> or less, that, that you know, my squib. So, uh, when I came up with this analogy, I was like, "Fuck, this is fucking brilliant!" And it, it, it's the perfect time for me to squeeze this in because uh, I, I did see a question which measures how Chinese you are. So, you know, measurements. Yes, more or less. <laughs> like if you're 25, 50 percent, 75. I'm actually 75, just okay. so you know. So, I but I need to know what I'm 25 percent. I'm part Bisaya. My, ah, my lola is beside. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. So there. So, so uh, it's, 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 it's pure blood. But but your but my mom is mestiza. She's fifty. Oh, 
Okay. Yeah. So right. th- that's how I'm not pure Chinese. But you know, uh, it, it, it's it, in the real world. Ideally, it's not really that cut and dry. Like nobody Chinese gives a shit. Though, yeah. yeah, my dad is super Chinese. Yeah. yeah Jesus. But you know, uh, it, it's just really weird how how this has become an element of the dating site because <laughs> there are some some families, some fathers who tell their daughters, "Do not go out with someone who's not even fifty percent Chinese." It's a thing. I guess it's just a thing that you don't really see every day because it's not as ingrained in our culture now. Like for example, in the States there there is bound to be something like this for black people. Yeah. And it's more annoying. It's more pronounced because of how diverse they are over there. And how liberal they are. About yeah, and to some extent here you say the the Chinese community, the Chinese Filipino community has been assimilated to some extent. To a bigger extent. Yeah, but at the same time, we're also more yeah, of course. held you have back. Your, you have your own enclaves and shit. Yeah, so it's, anyway, it's still very conservative. I don't know why yeah. we started with this when there's bigger news, literally, a lot. to talk about. A lot, a lot. Uh, first of all, we've actually met The Big Show. Yes, which was quite uh, quite the experience. Quite the experience, yes. Uh, are we are we attaching part of the interview in this episode or not? Oh, that's a good question. I think I can. Uh, we can do this. Mm. I'll find some time mm. to do it after uh, in editing. Um, I actually got to spend the whole day at the Conrad. Oh, yes, you did. Last Tuesday. Uh, so we did the radio interview. Uh, it was me and Leo and Denise from the office. So we did that. It was exclusive. And then after that, I was part of the media scrum along with folks from Sports 5, Business Mirror, uh, Rappler and all that. And then um, after after that media scrum, I took a break for lunch, and then I came back with with Ro over here and uh, our Fasco friend Brian Fasco Leo, Brian yeah. Leo for the Wrestling Gods. <laughs> I would I would just like to say that it was our first time it was me and Brian Leo's first time to, I guess, interview a celebrity as big as the Big Show, no pun intended, uh-huh. on camera. So if you notice, uh, we're not our usual selves on the show. Whenever it comes out, just know, just keep that in mind. Yeah. And, you know, um, there were things that happened that, you know, uh, probably contributed to us being not our usual selves. One of them being the fact that we kind of tell that Big Show was tired. So um, that, that's something you can neither blame on us nor on, on Show. Because, you know, he is human too. Mm. And you went through that entire day fielding Pero all these questions. I couldn't <laughs> count anymore, like, how yeah. many cans of Red Bull he'd consumed. Mm. And he consumed even more at the meet and greet. Yeah. <laughs> so, there. Um, since, since you mentioned the meet and greet, can we just mention how, uh, how Eruption committed that boo-boo? Uh, that Eddie Guerrero no, no, no. boo-boo? Uh, it wasn't just the Eddie Guerrero boo-boo. Uh, for those who don't know who weren't at the meet and greet, uh, Eruption, Eric Tai, uh, what, what is he famous for? Showtime. Showtime, right? Yeah. Um, he was the host for the meet and greet, and... As usual, when you host a WWE event, you're eventually bound to ask some trivia questions for surprises, right? Yeah. And you're bound to interact with some of the wrestling fans in the audience. I don't know. Um, it's clear that uh, Eruption was a bit of a fan, a casual fan, if you will. But he didn't know enough, and that really showed. So he asked one of the, one of the fans in attendance who, who their favorite wrestler was. And the fan said, Eddie Guerrero. And Eric Tai, who has heard of Eddie Guerrero and has watched Eddie Guerrero... Asked him how he is doing now, which we all know the answer to. Welp. Uh, <laughs> it was just so bad. It was really just so bad. And then I don't know who came up with his trivia questions, but uh, they were. He asked them in a way that was really confusing. Like one of the trivia questions was like, other than being a pro wrestler, what is, and I quote, what is, or what other thing could. Nikki Bella be a pro of 
I don't even know the answer to that yeah, question. Yeah, I don't know the answer to that, but apparently she was a pro football player, a uh, soccer player. Oh. Uh, b- b- after college. I did not know that. And yeah, then, neither did I. And apparently someone did know that, I think. I'm not sure. Man. See, I, I, I'm kind of bitter that I'm not the host. Eh, wala kasing masses, eh. Yeah, f- I mean, but like, I don't know. I, I just wish there were more people like us in, in those Positions of power, so so they would know. niche, it's a niche interest. Like you, you won't get, you won't get, say, Willie Revilla made to host a comic con because he doesn't know. He probably doesn't know shit about about comic books, right? And um, uh, our friend Jam from mm. Magic, yeah. you know, uh, the reason why she got over at Comic Con last year when she hosted that Colton Haynes meet and greet was because she mm. faked it and she faked it well. Like, she actually called me up the night before to ask questions about Arrow, ask mm. questions about Colton Haynes oh. and Roy Harper. And she also does read her fair share of comic oh, books. So you could tell. Huh. So you could tell. Now, she, she knew what she was going to uh, be doing on stage. Whereas, from your story, mm. Eruption didn't seem to do his homework. And that frustrates me as a host and as a wrestling fan. Siguro, um, Will Rose probably just asked, Oh, hey, Eruption, are you a wrestling fan? And he probably said, Oh, I watched them, what, 10 years ago, maybe. No, it probably was Monster Centaur. Because it's in PR. Yeah, yeah. So you know, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, uh, I, I do. I do. It's, I don't know. I'm I'm just really frustrated. Like, man. Well, I, now you know. Next, I guess the next time Will Bros decides to bring him back, or if they come back, I hope though, I, or I wish though that somebody had said Chris Benoit, which is what you said <laughs> on Facebook. Like, I, I would have totally laughed if I was there. <laughs> if he and he probably would have known Chris Benoit as well. But he probably would have also asked. <laughs> I think no. I think though that uh, Chris Benoit would be more known to the casuals as the guy who killed his family. <laughs> if, if somebody would have said Chris Benoit, I'm sure the PWR guys would have started an awkward silence chant. Like imagine that awkward silence. Pak, 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 pak. That would have been uh, hilarious. Anyway, uh, the Big Show interview will probably uh, put that in at the end of the podcast, and uh, you can hear various Big Show interviews all over um, on, on different media, and and uh, these different outlets have been posting them since Tuesday. So uh, speaking of the PWR guys, um, uh, PWR, some of the PWR guys managed to ask Big Show some advice, and you know, just say they're wrestlers and stuff. And for his credit, um, even though he was in totally a position to, I guess, laugh at you know um, these smaller guys being wrestlers in a native in a foreign land, uh, does not have or is not known for their wrestling. Uh, for his part, he did really well in um, in encouraging everyone. No, that was nice of him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, especially uh, myself and classical Brian Leo, who were the first PWR guys to talk to him. Yeah. So uh, you you saw that you were there. Yeah, of course I was there. Um, uh, he was really gracious about it, and I guess uh, I have to give props to the Big Show for not being a dick. Yeah, because uh, oh. I can only imagine how uh, another wrestler could probably have been more more rude oh, and more sure. aloof, right? So yeah, uh, like you I, said, I, I wonder how his bodyguard would have. You know, talk to us about it. Though. Yeah, because if you notice the big dude who kind of looked like Tyson Tomko, he's, uh, he's actually an Australian wrestler. Uh, uh, I'm not even sure if I'm supposed to be saying this, but whatever. Uh, that's fine. He's an Australian wrestler who uh, is is normally contracted by WWE Asia Pacific mm. to be the the bouncer slash bodyguard mm. or the muscle for uh, these regional tours mm. in Asia. 
So, so there. Um, we also made some friends and uh, some friends in pretty good places, mm-hmm. which we hope can probably pay off in the future. Uh, with, with not, more, not for us specifically, but, but for the community uh, as a whole. Mm. And uh, do keep this in mind when we say we're not bullshitting you when we say that you know we are trying to rep the community. So, kahit uh, papano, we're not just looking for out for number one, even though we kind of are. But you know, really, it's it's for everybody. Mm. Anyway, uh, other other things that happened this week. Um, Stuff that coincided with with uh, the Big Show visit was New Look Raw, mm. and then the day after that, New Look SmackDown, and two days before Battleground. Mm. So I'm not even sure which we should get to first. Probably Battleground. Oh, and so I we can to. go chronologically. So Battleground happens, no title changes, and yet the show was good from top to bottom, save for probably the Intercontinental Title match. It's interesting because it's an awkward place. It's it's a show in an awkward place. It's right after the WWE draft, but right before the draft and the brand, the brand split takes effect. So it could have been the most awkward show ever, but it turned out to be the best farewell to, I guess, the last five years and the best, uh, you know, the best point to look forward to the, the new era, if you will. Yeah, I mean, there were some matchups that we're probably not going to be seeing anytime soon mm. again, like Rusev Ryder, which uh. was a good match. Uh. Um, Miz Darren, which uh, actually fell flat, but uh, we're not going to see that again. We're not going to see Cena, Enzo, and Cass teaming up again. The club is split up. Mm. Uh, and yet there's Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens who were built to be in this final battle, and yet they're still on the same show. And we know for a fact that they are facing each other when they come here. Yes. What if, though, here's something that I heard on uh, the Masked Man's podcast. What if Zayn and Owens have one more match at SummerSlam, which becomes a Loser Leaves Raw match? Puede. Puede. I don't mind it. That's um, a great idea. For me, it's a great workaround to the fact that they've been both drafted to Raw, and then it gives them one last chance to really have this huge, epic battle. I don't know, I don't know how you work it, though, because it's strange. You say everyone, and the, first of all, the, the match at Battleground was decisively ended. Like, super decisive. Like, there is no question at all that anyone, Kevin Owens, should get a rematch or whatever. Sami Zayn won that match and won the story. So I don't know how exactly you're going to come around to to making one more match. And if, if you watched Raw this week, you would have noticed that uh, Zayn and Owens didn't interact. Uh. There, there were no backstage segments, no nothing. So it's also probably safe to assume that this is over. For um, now. For now, I, at least. I love this Cage Side Seats article that was shared on SGP. I think it was Ree from GMA News who shared that. Uh, it, it was a take on how Kevin Owens loathed Sami Zayn because... They are exactly the same person Except Sammy didn't sell out Who he was In order to get where he is Or where he, or, or where he ended up being <laughs> So it was a very nice take on it I, I appreciated how How introspective And cerebral it was To an extent now, it, it really uh, Just broke down Their two characters Because um, I guess I'll be honest that, That's not the type of material We've been reading uh, For, for I, I guess the last year or so Like I haven't Read any character profiles Like that and uh, I, I guess it also says a lot about uh, the writing of, of WWE to the point now you know you, you can get people to think this deep to 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 do a deep dive like this about guys like Zayn and Owen. So good for them. Um, we got to talk about Bailey. She mm. debuted at Battleground, but it was a one-off, uh, as Cole Could. would mention on Raw. So that that explains everything. But it made sense. It it explained why she wasn't drafted, and then how she ends up on Battleground despite not being drafted. But uh, I just don't like that it was such a waste of waste of an uh, an appearance because uh, she was just there to help 
Sasha to be her partner when no one else would be her partner. So Sasha doesn't get double teamed. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty much it. She was just there to prevent you know, a handicap match. That's it. And um, because the match wasn't as long or as momentous as we would like it to be, Bailey ended up looking like uh, Sasha's sidekick instead of the natural force that we all know she is. And, um, well, to, to Bailey's credit, uh, Everybody didn't see her that way, even though that's how she came across. Oh. Like when she, when her music hit, Jumper. she was a big deal, right? And um, I loved how she and Sasha interacted, like the hugging, the hug tease, and all that. It was it was adorable. It was so cute. You know those gifs. They're they're, they're things I can just keep watching every morning to, to set me off on a on a positive note. Um, but you're right. Um, there was something about Bailey's involvement in that match that took away from how. Um, from from the credit she deserves as an individual star, mm. like uh, nagkulang siguro sila. Pero my question, I guess, is which other woman or which other female superstar would you put in her place so that she uh, to, to achieve the same impact upon entrance, pero at the same time okay lang na ganun yung role niya. Ako kasi, um, there there wouldn't have been any other woman who would have had the same impact. I think we have to clear that out of the way. The only sensible woman I would have brought to that match would be Nia Jax. Because it makes sense. She is literally the biggest woman out, out of, in the match. Yes. So if I, were, if I were to hire someone to safeguard my chances of winning, why would I not get the biggest girl in the division? But knowing what you know now about Nia Jax's booking and her, her direction on Raw, oh. wouldn't that also um, she's being disqualify booked to be a monster, her? Right? Yeah, but she's not a babyface monster. Sure. Like, uh, what would have incentivized her to go with tiny little Sasha Banks? I don't know. Uh, the promise of, I know, the first title shot. Like, I think that was her promise with, right? with Alexa Bliss. Something like that. Uh, yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. Parang, parang. No, Eva Marie, right? Eva Marie. Yeah, Eva yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Eva Marie. Um... Anything else on, on uh, the women's match or on Natty and Becky that you want to talk about? I, I've, I felt Natty and Becky were the better women's match that night, for sure. Um, I'm pretty sure that not everyone appreciated it the way I did. Part of the fact that they took their time and they weren't rushing any spots. They weren't fitting, what, four women in one, I guess, eight to ten minute match. That, was, that made it better. But I feel like it's crowded. Like, one of the reasons why yeah, a yeah, lot of people... That's why they went slower. No, I meant, I meant uh, like even people at home, even myself. Like, oh. I didn't feel the match as much as, uh, say, the, the tag team match in the opener. Because you, you're coming off Zayn Owens. Yeah, you're coming off Zayn Owens. And then the best way to come off Zayn Owens and the opening tag match is to go at your own pace and let the crowd breathe. So that's what they did. And I appreciate it all the more because of that. All right. Uh, let's talk about one last thing. Or a couple more things on, on, on Battleground One of which is Wyatt Family versus New Day mm. So that was basically the farewell match For Braun Strowman uh, Since he's no longer part of the family right now mm-hmm. uh, The New Day stick together mm-hmm. Through Raw And yet uh, you, you could tell from the story That Xavier is Patalo mm. But well, for a, a solid two minutes there He looked like a legit star Yeah, He looked really really good Against Bray Wyatt And against uh, Rowan and Strowman um, I what I don't like is there was clear material there in the battleground match for there for there to be another story moving forward, uh, and yet when Raw happens, all they did was Sunny Boy. Yeah, no, not just that. Say, um, 
they couldn't do much because Bray Wyatt is on SmackDown now. So yeah. here's the thing. I don't know why Xavier was so scared of Bray. And nobody explained to me why Xavier is so scared of Bray. It just so happened, okay, he was scared of Bray in the match. That led to his moments where he almost let the team down. And then he finally snapped out of it and then won he the match He let the team them. down. No, no. He, oh, yeah, he let the team down. Yeah. yeah. But at least he snapped out of it and, and fought For a while. back. Fought back before losing. Yeah. Kahit pa paano, hindi naman siya naging totally patalo. Nasayang yung story eh. Kasi yeah. when the story started, there was substance there. Uh, Bray Wyatt was at his most concrete. And you could really tell na uh, there was effort being put in telling the story. And yet, towards the uh, with the climax and with the story coming uh, to its peak, yun na. If anything, that was, that was the biggest uh, that was the biggest casualty of the brand split and the draft happening right before Battleground. Uh, the New Day and Wyatt story would not have been consummated. Yeah, so yun, uh, I feel that was a missed opportunity mm-hmm. right there. Sayang, sayang. Okay, uh, last thing you got to talk at about. Least, you know, is at, least we, at least we get New Day versus the Club. It's fine with me. Yeah, it's fine with me too. Uh, Ambrose retaining his championship against Roman and Seth. Um, what did you think about the match? Because great I, match for sure. For I sure. enjoyed it. Uh, great match, but uh, I did feel it was overshadowed by the whole, um, you know, by the whole uh, Raw versus SmackDown thing. The, the Shane versus Steph thing. It did overshadow what was the first of I hope many uh, Shield triple threats. And the good thing I guess of overshadowing that story is that it gives them another opportunity to redo the match with just them. You know, I don't know when it's going to be because they're not everyone is on the same brand. But if ever it does happen again, it should be na sila lang yung focus. Yeah, uh, I, I guess you're right. Now they're caught in the middle of this brand warfare, diba? And it, it's kind of ironic because uh, both Steph and Shane will Shane more more so. But they they've been making a big deal about na in, in this new era. It's not about the management. It's about the stars. And yet, with this brand warfare, it's really still about the management when you think about it. Like everyone else under the roster or in the ranks, is is second fiddle to uh, the face of the brand, which is still at the end of the day, Shane on SmackDown and Steph on Raw. So, uh, I, I I really think they could they they could try to veer away from that. I just don't know how or you know kasi hindi mo maiiwasan ipabida pa rin sila lalo na when you have someone like Daniel Bryan who's the most popular guy mm. on the roster despite not being an active wrestler. Oh. So yun that, I just think that's very weird. Ah, well. Okay. I can I can I can accept an uh, Bryan getting all those pops cuz uh, people still love him. But will it I I have been meaning to ask this question. Will people start turning on Bryan? No. There is no reason for them to turn on Brian because I think he's genuinely likable, no matter what you script him to do. Like well, you scripted him to be a, a dastardly heel, people still love him. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, let's uh, switch gears and talk about the new look Raw and SmackDown. Um, they tried their best to make both shows distinct. So they got new logos, they got new theme songs, uh, new OBBs, um, new arena setups. They didn't bring back the fist for SmackDown, but the announce they didn't tables. really change the setup. Yes, they did. Because in Raw, the announce table is now back. Ah, the setup. Oh, that one. Be. But not, the, the set is still the same. Yeah, the set is still the same. But it was refreshing to see the old Raw announce table setup. Na nandun sa my stage near, near the crowd as opposed to the SmackDown setup, which remains as it is. Hmm. I don't know. I've always felt. Na, 
Sorry? You didn't, you didn't before. Yeah, yeah, that's how it was before with JR and King. Yeah. I've loved that. I, 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 it was just nostalgic. Yeah, it was it nice was just, to bring it back. Just, it, it made no difference, really. It just, you know. Yeah, because they monitor They're just further away, and like it's gonna be much harder for raw stu- uh, raw superstars to take the fight to the announce table oh. now, because there's literally nothing to mess up. Which is good. So uh, I don't mind uh, it. Yeah. Uh, so ringside, yeah. Um, the sideline reporters are are uh, interesting. Because as a raw, you get Tom Phillips, mm. and he approaches you sa uh, ringside, mm. and then I think Byron Saxon also does it. And mm-hmm. then on SmackDown, you have Renee Young, mm-hmm. who either enters the ring or talks to you backstage. Mm-hmm. So, even those little things, even the camera angles, like I, I think Raw has this top shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, like Lucha Underground? Yes, like Lucha Underground, which SmackDown is not. I did not. Which match is this? I, I will check. I don't remember which match, but you can kind of uh, tell from some of the establishing shots. I mentioned like the top shots. Oh, not necessarily the ring, but like the arena. Oh, 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 oh. So, so you have that going for for them. Uh, I, I guess just to hammer down, uh, hammer down the point. Now it's a new era and all that. Uh, they they pulled the title switch on Sasha Banks on Raw. Uh, it, it spoiled me during the big show uh, media media um, scrum because I, I had turned on my Wi-Fi and I forgot to turn off the notifs on the WWE app. So Sasha Banks is the new women's champion, and I find this a puzzling decision to pull off. This week Like They could have clearly Saved that for SummerSlam It would have been A huger moment I don't think it was Necessary to have done it On Raw Despite feeling, the big reaction I have a feeling that Someone fucked up somewhere I think Charlotte Is in the doghouse I guess I don't know I don't know why I don't know Wellness policy I don't know Not wellness policy Just something I guess I'm pretty sure They were building that Title reign up To Be Destroyed At a big moment And then that. Have it happen here, even though it is the the season premiere, if you will, of the new Raw. Uh, I think Finn getting the number one contendership spot would have been a good enough moment. Yeah, on its own. I was gonna say that. Na sapatini yung kay Finn. Na his first night on Raw, he becomes number one contender for the Universal Championship. Mm. <laughs> right. Um, I, I wish they'd saved it for SummerSlam. I really, I, I really do. Um, nonetheless, I'm happy that Sasha won. The match was great. Uh, by, by all accounts, it was great. And um, I, fear, I fear, though, that if, the, uh, if Charlotte is not in the doghouse as you theorized, that Charlotte might win the belt back at SummerSlam. Um, kind of like the Randy Orton moment. He wins right. the belt at SummerSlam 04, loses it at Unforgiven. But that was because... Uh the experiment didn't work. So, I don't think that this is an experiment. <laughs> okay. Uh, it, everyone knows Sasha's over. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the only experiment she has to pass now is if she can stay injury-free. That's true. Um, let's, let's go back to Finn and, mm-hmm. and talk about uh, you know, how he had two great matches in one night and he beat Roman Reigns clean. Um, it, it says a lot Nah, they start this new Raw The cruiserweight division is still a coming soon And Finn isn't in that cruiserweight division as of now I can say he's playing for the Universal Championship Yeah, I mean there's um, Has it, it been explained that this cruiserweight division is going to have a championship? No, it hasn't yet so It says the, palang na the cruiserweight division is coming to Raw What does that even mean? They're already there No, no, no uh, when, when they show that vignette It featured the mga CWC participants so the CWC guys are coming to Raw? If uh, if that 
if that vignette is to be believed, then I guess that's yun yung inclination eh. Um, Kota Ibushi was among the faces in that vignette. So was, I think Cedric Alexander that's was also weird. there. Yeah, it was pretty odd. Like you would have expected sa NXT yung pasok nito mga to, di ba? Uh. Uh, I'm 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 actually happy though uh, just to bring it back to Finn and Seth. Now it it is it is Finn and Seth at mm. SummerSlam. Uh. I think it was a great move. It is also a, a great deal of confidence shown towards Finn Balor, which is not necessarily unprecedented. Because Kevin Owens was put in a similar spot mm-hmm. when he debuted on the main roster last yeah, but that year. It was like what US Championship at best. Yeah, um, this Universal Championship though we haven't seen it yet. Mm. And um, I'm not too happy about it. Me neither. I wish that Dean Ambrose could float between mm. shows. Because he's just one guy. Even if you say, nah, uh, but, but you're going to overwork the guy, damn it. Eh, he's a champion. He deserves to be overworked. Or it, it should be part of his JD. Oh, it is. You, know, like, you prove yourself to be the best. And by doing so, uh, in, in doing so, you have to defend it every night or, or play, play with it every night, you know. Play for it every night. The problem now is the existence of two simultaneous world titles. One devalues one world title, and two, it devalues your mid card championships. Oh, for sure. Sayang eh, sayang yung opportunity. Um, but I guess on the flip side, the positive is the same positive it's been uh, since the brand split was in full effect. Now, in uh, as Big Show explained to some media with to different us, shows, by the way, yeah, to us with different shows, different guys get to be exposed by the likes of Cena, uh, Batista. Uh, young Brock Lesnar They all got exposed On a bigger stage So people like Dolph Ziggler Who's now Ambrose's Number one contender uh, Gets to have this Kind of shot again Whereas If it was still One world title I don't think Dolph Ziggler Gets to sniff A world championship match mm. The same way That he was only Ever world champion Because there were Two distinct world I guess, titles I guess the, the only saving grace Of having two world championships Is that It makes sense When you have two brands um, It didn't make sense When the brands Were unified Like Let's say three, four years ago. Yeah, and then you still had two world titles. Did I remember that? Yes, yes, that was awkward. That was super awkward. And at least, eto may sense man kung bakit kailangan dalawang each show merong isa. Yeah, and I, I guess down the road it does make for a good say uh, Survivor Series champion versus champion match. Yeah, sure. Diba? for bragging rights lang. It, it's nice. Um, you know, I, I can eventually come around to it. I, I'm just not. So uppity about it now Because you had a great You spent a great deal of time Building up the TLC 2013 mm-hmm. Cena versus Orton mm-hmm. uh, In that ladder match And then you split it by, by 2016 mm. So um, what, what, what else of note happened That's on fine the... It's three years man. Three years is long in, in wrestling time Especially in, in, in uh, the current era Yeah Yeah uh, you you want to talk about Braun Strowman and and that new look? Cause I I love the new look. Shave this the sides of his head. Yeah, but it's a, it's still a new look. I mean, I, I guess that's it. He he could have he could have probably had new outfits. But when you're six foot eight and three eighty pounds, I don't think it's very easy to find something uh, something to wear, especially <laughs> yung mga yung, yung pwede mong ipang wrestling. Nee, right? No, no what? take off your your top and then just what go wear tights or something. Yeah, cause then nagubad din naman siya afterwards, mm. Uh I, I'm curious to see where they go with this Because hey, clearly he is still a monster mm-hmm. And they're billing him as someone who can't really be controlled But without Bray Wyatt hovering around him And pulling his strings uh, What higher purpose does he serve? Or which master does he serve? Because he I still comes across as subservient To who? Someone, I don't know <laughs> Parang wala pa siyang, wala pa siyang sariling, ane, uh, Vince is his new master Parang wala pa siyang utak on his own You know what I mean? 
Sa paano siya nagpagapit? I don't know. <laughs> Kasi sinabihan siya ni Vince. Uh, I don't know. Uh, what, what else? Uh, what, what else happened on, on Raw na ano, we should touch on? Um, I enjoyed uh, Cole and Graves. Yeah. And Byron. They're good enough. Uh, yeah. Uh, way better than Otonga, JBL, and uh, Morrow. Oh. Pero JBL is still the most insufferable member of the team. I can still stomach Otonga. As what the face color commentator, but he's so vanilla. Yeah, though. he's so vanilla, but it's worse than it's better than no than being deliberately bad at your job. Okay, diba? Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, JBL is still bad. Eh? Uh, he still doesn't know which role he's playing, even though you know he's supposed to he's be here. Deliberately bad. Kinakampihan pa rin niya si Sina. Yeah, which is stupid. It, it's so stupid. Corey wouldn't do that. He, he Corey clearly sides with all the heels. Yes. And, that, and that that is you know, something he understands. Ni chaka lagi niya pinipintas din yung baby face. Yeah, exactly. Si JBL kung may may, may papuri siya sa baby face, sasabihin niya eh. Uh-oh. And he's not going to say it begrudgingly. Yeah. He's really going to say yeah, like, he, he he will mark out. Yeah. Which she don't need Which in I your really heel commentator. Hated JBL. Yeah. Until now, until now. Mm. Um we oh oh uh on Raw, which didn't happen this week, obviously, but it's probably going to happen within the next few weeks. Your boy, Jinder Mahal, is coming back. Yep, yep. he is rumored to have signed a new deal. Uh, I, don't, I just don't know why he has to come back on Raw. Because I think he, he fits better on SmackDown, but hey, there it is. Um, I, I hope they don't bring him in for, for say, a solid run for two months. That's going to be That would be a waste. I don't think so. so people will understand the money. People will remember him as the guy from TMB. So I don't think he's going to come in as what? A, a legit serious contender. Unlike someone like Shelton Benjamin, who is being hyped as a, no, as a returning veteran. Yeah, uh, he's what, 38, 39? Uh, he's part of that, uh, that rookie class of yeah, John I can't, Cena I can't, I can't in 2002. Wait for, uh, I can't wait for Mauro to start referencing all the stuff he did with no one, Suzuki-kun. Yeah, uh, he was known as Shelton X Benjamin on the independency, but he's back as Shelton Benjamin. Oh, shit, that'll be fun. Um, imagine if if he ran into American Alpha, who was also set to debut by next week. Uh, um, he wasn't in the mother bus. No, not that yet. Sucks. So uh, they were just hyped. That's what you get when you have two hours. Yeah, but only lang. Uh, I guess there's anticipation. I was excited. I, w- mm. I really was because since tomorrow they were talking about it on SmackDown, mm. and then when they didn't show up, I was like, man. Uh, but it does give me, like I said, something to look forward to for next week. I think, I think you know, some people are speculating that Shelton Benjamin is going to take the Kurt Angle role in the world's greatest tag, uh, in the Team Angle uh, faction. I wouldn't mind. Because uh, full circle, mm. uh, Charlie Haas has retired apparently, mm. and I don't think WWE wants to do business with Kurt Angle still. No, I, I think they do, just can't find a good time for him. Okay. Can't give him the time of day. But imagine if Kurt Angle and Shelton Benjamin come back, and there's American Alpha, they'll be like evolution to Jace. Mm, but but oh, I know. the the collegiate evolution. Yes, <laughs> or or shoot nation and evolution or something. Actually, no, they would be the literal American Alpha. Yeah, they are literally the American Alpha. That's right. That's right. Uh, three different generations, pa. Because oh. Kurt Angle represents the '90s, Shelton the 2000s, and then Jordan and Gable in the 2010s. The millennial era. Yeah. Man, make it happen, that, please. Yeah. I'd love that, yeah. I have not been this excited for a Kurt Angle comeback. I, I mean, like, before we talked about this mm. idea. Actually, no, Kurt Angle's going to be the Ric Flair, yeah. <laughs> yeah, obviously, right? uh, Especially with a broken freaking neck. Mm. Um, SmackDown, SmackDown wasn't as, as exciting as Raw was, I will admit. Oh. 
But I don't know. I, um, people are hugely divided on Dolph Ziggler being the number one contender. Oh, yeah, sure. Let, let's get into this. To the this. WWE Championship. I'm like, uh, guys, you asked for change, and it might not be the change you wanted, but it's still, it's still changing, and you can do worse than Dolph Ziggler. And I'm, I'm fine with the way they did it Because if you notice Dolph Ziggler has been on Hashtag The Struggle uh-huh. since, Basically since Survivor Series 2014 Oh, that's yeah, true right? oh, last year And, and, and this year, this year right? He hasn't really gotten a break mm-hmm. And to see him earn said break uh, Through the six-pack challenge um, it, It's way more than Oh, he happened to beat Dean Ambrose In a non-title match Let's make him the number one contender I would still take this it, It's a way better alternative And... I think there's there's potential for a good story between Dean and Dolph. Segura, the only thing that was wrong with it was that Dolph didn't really earn the spot in the six pack challenge. He was like just there. I said, well, I guess what? He's a former world champion, technically. But so was ADR, and yeah, he exactly. had to go through the battle royal. Exactly. Yeah. So, parang maybe that's why, for someone with the struggle as Dolph, parang I think he had to earn more. But I think he earned it anyway in the match. Because what you had to beat. Five other guys in one fall. What I liked about the way they structured the whole six pack challenge was it was pretty unpredictable who uh. would win. Because I, I knew Cena and AJ would not win. Mm. That was pretty clear because they still have unfinished business. Right? Sure, sure. Apollo Crews parent too soon, even though he won the Battle Royal. Mm-hmm. Uh, How many Corbin, people won the Battle Royal anyway? See, Apollo. Lang. Okay. I mean, uh, the rest of the SmackDown roster who wasn't in the six pack was there. Mm. Uh, American Alpha wala sila. Uh, okay. like, That's because they were Saving them for next week So Apollo wins a battle royal And he qualifies But he's too new mm-hmm. Neither is Baron Corbin Cena and AJ But uh, the thing win. about Apollo and Baron Corbin Was that Given who is in the match uh, It's very likely Then uh, they could have won And then You know Just as much as Just as likely As Dolph Ziggler could have won And then gave Dean and everyone else An unpredictable new challenger For the WWE Championship It would have been Just as likely For either of those two guys To win Because if ADR uh, Which was my bet by the way ADR was my bet To Battle Royal If he were to win The Battle Royal I would have pegged him As the winner Just because he seemed like He was was a a former main eventer Yep Former world champion Star material uh, Perfect asshole To pair up against Dean Mm. Um, I don't think they have chemistry though as as characters, not as wrestlers. Nah, he could have probably called Dean a perro for you know being in a tank top and all that shit. He uh, called everyone a perro. I mean, I mean, Dean is madume, uh-huh. madunges, unlike Alberto, who's very clean cut, very well groomed. You know, he, he could. He I could still think ADR needs to turn face. Yeah, because sayang yung opportunity last year uh-huh. when he returned at Hell in a Cell. Yep. Uh, he he came out to a hero's welcome. Mm, I, I don't care if you fanboys hate him for stealing Paige from you as though you had a chance. You never but had her. I never had her. We never had her. But I think ADR is overdue for a face turn. I think he's been doing enough good work and there hasn't been enough momentum as a heel for him. Yeah, Chaka, there are too many heels anyway. Like There are other people who you can uh, mold into believable heel characters right mm. now. Um, speaking of which, uh, I just wanted to bring it back to the six-pack. Because I thought Bray Wyatt would have been that likely contender. Mm. Since it's not ADR, right? Out of the people they named, I was actually putting my money on Bray Wyatt. Even though, at the back of my head, I knew that Dean and Bray was a few that they've already gone with before. Yeah, and then I don't think that... Um Although it could be a future WrestleMania match or whatever, or Royal Rumble match, um, it would it was just too soon for them to you know, to go back to you know, Dean and Bray again. It's, it's just like it's like going back to you know, Cena Orton. Yeah, uh, yeah. 
So there. Um, with all that said, uh, I, again, I'm happy about Dolph Ziggler. Uh, I don't, I don't understand the dissatisfaction, but you know, you, you did point it out earlier. So um, no, because no, 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 it's not that. It's just Dolph has been. It's funny because Dolph, people, the main complaint that people had with Dolph is other than not being fans of his wrestling style, because hey, he tends to be a bit boring when he's in a when he's face and he uh, and he has to fill in offense. He's very simplistic, I say. Not in a good way sometimes, but I think he has to turn heel for this to work. How does this go though? Like, how would you book this? Like, I know he's like the most underdog uh, contender among everyone, even among even between him and Apollo Crews or him and Baron Corbin. He's the super underdog. But I do think he has to bring back his cocky self, just to you know, just to get the heel heat going. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I can see that. I, I can totally see that. I mean, um, I wouldn't mind because he is more fun when he's talking trash. Mm-hmm. Like if you remember, he heated it with Zack Ryder in 2011 during yeah. their feud. Yeah, that that was uh, he he was actually pretty good at that. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind seeing that again because we have had baby face doll for like three years. Yep, now. and it, it is time for a change. Yeah, um, I, I don't even understand. He his main goal is to entertain, not win. That's really stupid. Because that's the crux of his character, yeah. right? He's the show-off. Um, I, I want to understand yung, the, the Zack and Mojo relationship now. Because uh, Mojo came out at Battleground. Mm-hmm. That was basically his main roster debut. Mm-hmm. And he, he uh, tried to intimidate Rusev or some shit. And then, I think, no, I think the, 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 the dynamic they established there was that, okay, this is the end of Zack's singles uh, ambitions right now So now that Mojo is here They're gonna be teaming together And I don't know Face off against American Alpha Or whatever But what for? I don't, they, know. I don't know There I are no tag titles know. on SmackDown but We don't know that yet uh, So go to when American Alpha comes uh, Debuts on SmackDown next week That's when um, <laughs> The general manager Daniel Bryan Is gonna Debut a new Tag team championship Yun din yung issue ko with the women on SmackDown. Kasi, uh, fine, you have Natty and Becky. Becky gets her win back on SmackDown. Now what? If I'm Becky Lynch and I want to prove I'm the best, mm-hmm. uh, ano proof ko? Uh, I can't fight for the women's championship because exactly, that's on Raw. Yeah. So, uh, what do these women fight for other than the petty squabbles that they're probably going to be booked for? It's like, um, it's like 03 SmackDown. <laughs> Nobody had any. You know. <laughs> no, but here's the thing. Uh, current SmackDown has women that you could pro- uh, realistically believe as no, champions in oh. Natty and Becky. O3 Did you Smack- really think yes. Tori Wilson no. could be women's but champion? I didn't. Tori Wilson was not like the. Be- I knew Tori Wilson was not the best uh, women's wrestler on SmackDown 03 for. Yeah, I mean, she, she's no Eva Marie. I'll oh. give her that. But I didn't think Tori or Sable or Jackie or Nidia could like be women's champion. I, n- not even with the hindsight of 13 years. Mm. I, I don't think they could have been wi- women's champion. So what I'm trying to say is um, This batch of women Probably deserve it more So I do I kind of do want A women's championship On Smackdown The problem with that is The same problem With the w- world title mm. You devalue it You devalue the women's championship That they set up Chaka, What do you call it Now that you can't call it Divas or, uh, You know Whatever What do you well, call it I guess that? it has to float I do think it has to float If anything has to float It has to be that The, um, uh, the world titles The women's title The tag team titles mm. uh, Same question What the fuck are Zack and Mojo Going to fight for now? I would have wanted Zack To fight for The Intercontinental Championship I don't feel story With Miz From earlier mm-hmm. this year yeah, After Mania That is true So technically so, He still, should still have still a claim There's still a lot of loose ends That need to be tied up Yeah 
So dun, I, I think there is there are still some opportunities there. That, you know, they just really have to cash in on it. And um, after the match, or or after the show rather uh, on SmackDown, um, I I found it weird that Shane and Brian had to steal the spotlight once again. <laughs> no, it made sense to me. Now, okay, uh, we are hyping the fuck out of our SummerSlam main event. Now, okay, we throw all our support against this ma- uh, toward this matchup. I don't mind it. That that is the context of that move. Okay. But obviously, as you said, the way they did it was super KSP. Yes. Diba? Nakailangan talaga i-play pa yung music nila and then you know, Brian has to do the yes thing. And I mean, man, it sounds like I'm turning on Brian. I- I'm really not. Hindi ko lang matiis eh. Kasi they say one thing but they do another. So, uh, it's very hypocritical. Okay. Uh, you You haven't seen NXT, have you? Nope, I have not. Okay, uh, but you've seen the CWC this week. Mm, just the first match. Okay, so out of the three episodes of the CWC so far, I'd prob- probably say that I enjoyed this episode the best. recency bias, papi. No, no, no. I, I mean, I loved, I loved last week's because of TJ. Sure, yeah. I loved the first one because of uh, the, the, the three. No, the three matches that did not have Ho Ho Lan. Okay, uh, but but this week there was just something about all these matches. Probably because. A lot of them featured submission wrestling. Yep. Three of the four matches mm-hmm. ended in submission, mm-hmm. and uh, hindi lang sila mga purely technical wrestlers. Then, like uh, a lot of them showed hybrid styles, so it was hard hitting and and submission at the same time, which really reminded me of Benoit. Mm-hmm. And I, I was a huge fan of Benoit growing up, so seeing that uh, on on my screen and to see that for an entire hour took me back to a good place in in my wrestling fandom. Would you have liked the cruiserweight? Classic. If the format was that they grouped each, uh, they grouped each style together. Hmm. No, I I don't think so. Because mas mas gusto ko yung clash of styles talaga. Even though there were some technical versus technical matches mm-hmm. going on, uh, lucha libre versus lucha libre, we've we've seen that. Um, I also do, don't think kasi na a lot of wrestlers would want to be categorized lang simply as a high flying lang or technical. Technical lang sure. um, For one I do think th- no, I do think some of them would Well for one um, There w- wouldn't be enough strikers Because mm-hmm. si Champa lang ata yung striker sa, ano, sa CWC oh, ma- That's uh, true wait, Ibushi's I- a striker No 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 uh, Ibushi was classified as strong style and high uh-huh. fly Iba pa yung, st- yung oh, striker no, sa strong style Jesus Christ Yes Iniba nila <laughs> Seriously? Yeah so if you're a Japanese striker You're strong style But if you're not Japanese the And you're Jesus. striker Striking ka Jiri's a striker What the hell They classified him Under strong style That's so stupid Some of them Were classified as hybrids Like you know, si Kota Ibushi okay. He's both high flying And strong style Whereas si TJ uh, He's both high flying And technical But yeah. yung classification lang niya talaga Is high flying Yep So it, it, uh, it, it's weird Because if I'm TJ I would r- have rather Been classified under As many categories as possible Kind of mm. like in Pokemon But you'd want to be uh, Fire and psychic Instead of just fire mm. So, um, ayun, um, I, gu- I guess your point to answer your question, I would rather have the, the format as it is. Um, yeah, it's fine. It, it's fine with me. I just wish, na, with the exception of Gargano versus Champa next week, it wasn't so obvious that, okay, we are pairing up the big names versus the little names. We all know who's going to win yeah. in, in the first round. Yeah. But uh, the, the problem there would have been. One, there would have been some big names sa sayang, matatanggal talaga sure. in the first round. And two, um, it'll be hard to get behind 
those no, matchups I, now. I, I get it. I get. Uh, I get now. Okay, for the first season, you're gonna have to establish it as much as you can, so all the bigger names go over, um, and but they go over little names who are more than competent enough to hang in there in a WWE ring. But I hope that next year, uh, or whenever the next Cruiserweight Classic is going to be... I hope it's next year. Um, I hope that there are big names versus big names. Or, you know, medium names versus medium names. Para lang ano, para lang, it's slightly less predictable. Uh, like, like New Japan tournaments would yeah. be. Oh, okay. Can I just say, though, that nah, I'm happy that the Cruiserweight Classic is only 10 weeks. Mm. And I'm happy that Lucha Underground has ended for oh. now. Because... Tangina na kapagod din ah. Yep. From Monday exactly. hanggang Thursday, puta nanonood ka every morning. Mm-hmm. Tangina ang 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 hirap like I got thrown off my routine because of the big show visit on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So I had to watch Raw Tuesday night and Wednesday morning and uh, until now puyat pa rin ako just yep. you know catching up on all the wrestling so we could go into the podcast having watched everything. It is very everything. tough. Actually, I'm glad you mentioned that because um it's a point of debate now. Do you feel grateful that you have let's say a Eight, at least eight hours of wrestling and that's just a WWE or do you complain that you're getting burned out by just the sheer amount of wrestling that you are I guess obligated to watch as a fan Okay, I think there are two answers to that question Because mm. you have to look at it from different points of view From the point of view of people like us who cover wrestling mm. Who uh, who do this for a living Or for you know for, for a career Or um, an aspiring career Yeah, uh, you're kind of required to do it mm. And it becomes... It, it becomes a chore And that's the last thing I wanted wrestling to be Oh, exactly Like, like yes. remember how When we started uh, Doing this podcast I actually saw it as a chore And you had to keep Bugging me uh, That we set Set aside some time And the room To record the podcast Really? Yeah, yeah I uh, did? I don't think I ever told you this But like the first six months I, I thought of it as a chore I didn't want to do it I and, thought and it was I don't remember Nakatamad mm. I don't remember having to bug you for a room. And shit. Oh, yeah, to bug me, man. Uh, just to make sure now, oh, okay, let's set aside time to do it on a Wednesday or on a Thursday or okay. Friday. So, you know, um, I'm, I'm, I, I fear that my wrestling viewing habits will go back to that point where I, I see it as a chore. Because it's especially mm. on a pay-per-view week, yep. which I'm glad, na, I'm glad the big show mentioned that there's only 12 pay-per-views in the year. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go by what he's saying, and I'm not going to believe Mooning two pay-per-views in a month rumor. Um, for now Backlash is already in it, it It's uh, September, right? Yeah. Backlash And it's a Smackdown event Right, right So I'm assuming that there is no Raw event until October um, I don't believe so I wouldn't know I Right now I'd like to think that there is no Raw event until October Okay That would be great though Because it would force them to write better stories over longer periods of time Yeah uh, so there that's the, that's the point of view For people like us The other point of view For say the casual fan Or the mainstream fan Is uh, You get to choose lang Which brand you really want to watch Because mm-hmm. if you're say Team Raw lang Raw lang papanoorin mo That's just 3 hours a week And then Kung Smackdown ka Edi 2 hours a week lang yung We can't mo. even say that anymore Because we're not We're not 14 years old Na Na Mark's na Preferring one brand over the other Even though I might prefer Smackdown I can't say for sure now that I would choose one of the other. No, that's not you. Eh. That's the other fans that are not you. Hmm. That's what I'm trying to say. Na parang, uh, it, the 14-year-old fans right now are going to get that choice. And they're going to think now, oh, you know what? I, I like seeing guys like Zayn and Jericho and Owens and Cesaro more. I'll, I'll be on Team Raw. And yeah, I, I don't want to see guess. Cena anymore. It, it gets well. So it's a, it's a double-edged sword. 
Uh, but personally, it's a double-edged sword. Na it's good for them. It's competition. Yeah, um, I'm I'm neither here nor there about it. I just think it's really tiring. The, on the plus side, though, uh, it's Thursday night. We're recording this. I've seen every bit of wrestling I had to see. I don't have to watch wrestling on the weekend, so I'm I'm kind of happy about that. Whereas before, I would have to devote. Friday night or Saturday and Sunday to watch Lucha Underground, NXT, and then SmackDown pa. So, in a way, um, that's that's the positive of it. I mean, I will still watch wrestling this weekend because PWR The Showdown is happening. It's really called The Showdown, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, it is called The Showdown. Yeah. It's officially uh, called The Showdown. Okay. So, The Showdown is happening this Saturday. So, um, I, I, I guess needless to say, I will still be watching wrestling. <laughs> yeah. Um, anything else that we have to discuss before we wrap this up? Ah, uh, nah, you've gone too long. Yeah, yeah. Um, makikita mo eh, na na parang yeah, it, it does get tiring. It does get really tiring. We're at that point now, man. Yeah. No, kaya nga, I don't like doing the whole let's list down what happened in each show and talk about them one by one. Yeah, I would rather we find a big central theme or idea and or, and just talk about that. Or you and, know, shoot and milk, from the hip and just milk it as much as we can. No, 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 the more we shoot from the hip, the more we end up listing down things that happen and going through them one by one systematically. Uh, oh, we'll we'll work on that. Uh, we we promise. Uh, showdown happening on on Saturday. Uh, tickets are still on sale oh. until six p.m. on Saturday at Shaw Five Hundred. We have moved. If you need to find where Shaw Five Hundred is, it's along Shaw Boulevard. It's the Small mall with Hot Star and Subway and Shakey's. It's right across Mandawi Foam. It's near SNR Shaw. It's near Conti's. It's near Starbucks. <laughs> uh, there are so many places to malapit. It's near SNR if you want to eat at SNR before or after somebody the show. Somebody get me a hot dog, please. Yeah, somebody get us a clam chowder. Actually, I'm going to get myself a clam chowder. Yeah. Yeah, since I'm not going to be uh, working the show anyway. Because um, I'm fired, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Um... Of course, thanks to our friends from Mellow 94.7 for always having us. And uh, before we get to the big show part of the podcast, uh, Picks of the Week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to steal it before you do. Zack Sabre Jr. versus Tyson Dukes. Sure. Um, even though Dukes is not like the best opponent he's ever had, I still think Sabre is a fucking genius. And this is... It's 101, but it's a master class. You have to walk, you have to go watch it. I've been saying this all day. If you needed a reason to get on board the ZSJ hype train, this is a great place to start. Uh, no, 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 I get what no, I get. I get what Morrow and Brian have been trying to say. Nah, people are not gonna get it right away, especially yeah. if you're used to the high flying, hard hitting action, which is everything the cruiserweights are. Because it's slow. Because it's not. Um, Hard hitting because Zack Sabre Jr. does not look like a typical WWE wrestler. It's gonna be a little tough to bite into, especially if you're not a fan of slow ass technical wrestling. But if you can appreciate how smooth he works in that style, you will love this match. Yeah, um, he calls his style escapology, mm. and and they say that a lot to CWC. And when when you hear that word escapology, and then you see him in action, makikita mo talaga. It is real. And uh, he does find a way to get out of every hole. It is fucking amazing. And as an aspiring wrestler, I want to. And uh, um, I try to learn from him as much as I can. I will admit now, when I when I first saw him uh, in in ICW in London, I, I was not very impressed when I saw his body type. Oh. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, th- that is the you know that is the usual reaction, and I understand that when I first saw him, I did not. 
I, I did not look impressed. Yeah. I did not seem impressed by how, oh, this guy is enough. But it did, I guess, on the other hand, it did encourage me. Now, okay, a wrestler doesn't have to be all jacked to be a wrestler. And then, uh, I guess, as the match went on, my eyes were open. Shit, it's so good. Exactly. So, so I, I hope that you, you guys go through the same, uh, the, the, the same epiphany when you watch Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, I, I would like to make a bold statement here and say that cruiserweight wrestling is really the best wrestling in the world. You see, it's really just everything you expect from uh, the heavyweights, but it's more agile and more lively, more energetic. Because heavyweights, they're bound to an they're bound to move slower, they're bound to, uh, they're bound to work much slower. But obviously now it's much different from it was than it was ten years ago, where uh, the heavyweights now aren't so jacked up that they can still move believably and. Uh, Excitingly, if you will, you know, uh, Big Show mentioned this no media scrum. He was saying that the business is moving in a different direction. Now it's more, it's it's quicker as a uh, as an industry. It's more agile, as he said. And I couldn't help but parallelize this to basketball, which is moving towards the pace and space, the three pointers, right? mm-hmm. it, It's a quicker ball game. Uh, they're kind of moving in the same direction, which favors smaller guys and guys who are more skilled, as opposed to guys who bank on their size to make yeah. a living. You say it's the same thing. It's the same thing you want from wrestling, but it's more entertaining. You say the smaller guys can move better. They they move around better. They're faster. They're just more exciting. In the same way, in basketball, watching the- Golden State or San Antonio is so much fun because the ball movement is so quick. It's so smooth and crisp, and the shots uh, when they come from, say, Steph Curry when she, he shoots from thirty feet away, it's it's way more fun than watching Kobe Bryant isolate a guy yeah. or or Dwight Howard posting a guy down low and trying to trying to score. It's not, it's not even to say that cruiserweight action is is what is pigeonholed to just high flying and stuff. You say it really is an entire range of of styles. You can have a power guy like Tommaso Ciampa. Or uh, a tough striker like Tajiri and Kota Ibushi. And then you still have the high-flying guys like Sinner Grand Metalik and Rey Mysterio. And it's really the same thing you watch with the heavyweights. Just, it's just portrayed better by the cruiserweights. And I, I guess on a shallow level, it's more believable. Because hey, like, I'm not, uh, I am as tall as uh, a lot of these guys. Yeah. I'm as tall as ZSJ. You're taller than some of these guys. Yeah, I'm taller, I'm taller than Tyson Dukes. Probably taller than Ho Ho Lan, Daniel Bryan himself. Yeah, than Daniel Bryan himself, right? So you know, it, um, I, I guess for a fan, it, it makes it makes the dream more real. If he can do that and he looks like that, yes, yeah, exactly. That that is pretty much actually. I would say that cruiserweight wrestling is pretty much what, it's empowering. What empowered me and encouraged me to believe that okay, if they can do that and they're just that big, that tall. Uh, we can do that too And that's why you have PWR in the first place Yeah So I, I guess to sum it up I kind of do agree with what you said uh, But having said that uh, My pick of the week is Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens Oh no man, sure uh, You know, e- even though Kevin Owens is a heavyweight uh, He still fits under that mold And not your stereotypical Adonis na Vince McMahon wants And um, we, we've marked out about this match enough mm-hmm. Zayn Owens was fucking excellent And uh, if you needed to just catch one match from Battleground it would probably be that Or the main event Or the main <laughs> event But I, I guess if I had to Just choose one gun to my head Zane Owens mm, Sure Okay uh, We're going to be ending This podcast now uh, and, and transitioning to the Big Show interview So on behalf of Ravishing Romaran And the indisposed Rowdy Rafkamos Stunning Stan C here Signing out And we'll catch you next week For our review of PWR The Showdown Peace uh,
he's been in the business for many years, ever since you know WCW. Right. They're still in the business. They're still in really great shape. Thanks. Okay, that's true. Okay. Um, I just like to ask, what advice do you have for the younger guys to have a longer lasting career? Um, <sighs> taking care of your body. I would be in a lot better shape if I had listened to the old timers when I started. Uh, I remember the old time said, hey kid, you want to get some knee pads? I'm a giant, I don't need knee pads. <laughs> uh, five knee operations later, I wish I'd have listened to somebody. My knees would be a little bit better. Um, take care of your body. Um, you know, the good thing about the kids nowadays is it wasn't like when I started. When I started, it was rock and roll. It was, you know, stay out all night, stay a little longer, you know, Ric Flair song. Yeah. You know, um, the business has changed. These kids now are very smart about building their brand, social media brand building. They're taking care of their health. They're all got diet meals and, and trainers, and um, they're getting it. Um, they get financial advice now. Uh, we didn't have that when I started. It was save your money, kid. You know, that's what you got. Nowadays, they actually can say, hey, how do I build a 401k? Hey, how do I incorporate myself? How do I... Um, plan ahead for my taxes. How do I plan ahead for investments? I actually have people now that come in and give talks and help these kids. So I think that's the best thing for these kids is to take advantage of the opportunities that they're given, live beneath their means, um, try to live in a situation that if you were fired tomorrow, you'd be okay. Um, because this job isn't guaranteed for anybody. Anything can happen. You know, we could all be gone tomorrow. So uh, and take care of your health. Eat right. I think the biggest thing that's helped me over the years um, is I've always been flexible. And I know that sounds weird for a 7-foot, 400-pound guy, but I'm still flexible. I can still stand up and put my hands on the floor and stretch and all that stuff. You know what I mean? That that helps. Being flexible flexible um, is going to make you a little bit more injury-resistant. So, uh, and be judicious with your bumps. I mean, you know, no offense, but um, let's not take WrestleMania bumps and, uh, you know, podunk somewhere, Alabama or Mississippi or, or somewhere where there's, you know, it's not warranted. You know, I mean, Big E does that dive between the second and top rope to the floor. You know, I'm like, what are you doing? There's like, this is a house show. At one o'clock in the afternoon. What are you thinking? You know, he goes, I don't show, but it's a good crossing. I get it. That's a raw SmackDown pay-per-view WrestleMania bump. You only got so many of those in you, kid. Seven. So protect your body at all times. I think so. I think so. The main. I mean, you gotta protect as much as you can. But that's the thing about our business is, is most of us are our own worst enemies because we're all very passionate. And we get in front of the right crowds and the hot crowds. You'll see me go to the top and do an elbow off the top. <laughs> I got a little business coming off the top rope. <laughs> I know it. And the sad part is is I'm having that conversation with myself as I climb to the top rope. I'm going, you got no business being up here, you old fat ass. What are you doing? <laughs> I know, but it's a great cab. Oh, there you go, crash. So that's what happens. Because you love it, sometimes you're your own worst enemy. Um, so earlier you hinted at uh, your match with Shaq at WrestleMania, but right, probably right. being your retirement match. Oh, I don't know if it would be my retirement match, but I think it would probably be one of the last of the big angle matches for me. I mean, I mean, I don't know what's left for me big angle was. I don't see myself running for a title anytime soon. Um, I've won all the titles. There's, I don't know what's out there left for me storyline wise that um, would work. I think uh, you know we've done the heel thing, we've done the babyface thing a hundred different times either way. 
Um, do I have a lot of passion left? Sure, I do. But you know, there's only there's only so much you can draw on a canvas before it's it's out of room. So I don't know. Maybe I'm out of room. I don't know. Maybe Vince will flip the canvas over and start drawing on the back. I don't know. I've never been a big idea guy anyway. I'm a I'm a soldier. You give me a plan, I go out and get it done. So I don't worry about yesterday. I worry about today and tomorrow. So I think that's another reason why I've been around as long as I have is because uh, um, I have a positive outlook of what are we doing today and what are we doing tomorrow. So uh, we'll see what happens. Who knows? I have no idea what's in store for me. I know right now tentatively there's, there's shacks on the plate. Uh, who knows? Um, you know, I might have a uh, bra and panty match with the Jessica <laughs> Alba. I don't know. I mean, you know, the rate I'm going, I'm going to end up with a bra if I'm not careful. So anyway. Uh, speaking of ideas, uh, as someone who's been with the WWE during a time when there was a brand split and when there was no brand split, do you think right. it's a good idea brand split is back? I think the brand split is a fantastic, fantastic move um, from a fan standpoint and from a talent standpoint. Uh, number one, it was getting pretty stale seeing every angle from Monday carry over to Thursday. Now, you guys are watching five hours of TV. We're doing five hours of TV. Mm-hmm. Which we're there from 12 o'clock every day to 11 o'clock at night. So that's not conducive to great programming. With SmackDown going live, it changes the dynamic. By doing the draft and legitimately splitting the writing teams, now you have, it's fresh, it's new. People are excited. The cobwebs are dusted off. This isn't routine anymore. I know this is my brand. This is what I'm behind. So then there becomes a spirit of competition, which, believe me, you'll never meet any more competitive people than you will being around a bunch of WWE superstars because we're competitive on playing cards, Monopoly, (laughs) you know, who can eat the most bananas, whatever. We're competitive all the time. So this is going to be very important for the growth of the product because competition stimulates growth. Uh, The writers are going to be excited because they got new writers, writing team, writing for your own brand, different angles that aren't going to be influenced on the other shows. You know what I mean? So, hey, it's going to be up to each show to come up with the best angles. You know that somebody's not going to piggyback your angle and steal it over to the other show. or You know what I mean? I think it's very important for that distinction and that split. And then you got four pay-per-views a year where we all come together. So, I mean, and that's basically where you get to sit there and rub it in the other brand's face that you're kicking their butt. Hopefully, we'll be kicking their butt. So, you know. You're getting um, hand signals over there. What does that mean? You got to take off or something? <laughs> you about to land? I you know. All right. Oh, okay. oh. All right. So I guess just to uh, wrap things up really quickly, we'll just ask you some really quick questions. And then, so basically, give you some quick answers and not so long winded. Yep. Yep. Well, that's All what right. happens when you talk to old people. We get long winded, you know. <laughs> All right. Uh, you young fellow, so I'm in such a hurry. <laughs> All right. Let's start off with this to one. Take the time to get to know who you're talking to, son. Go ahead, anyway. Let's start off with this one. Uh, do you prefer having long hair or being bald? That was my question. Oh, wow. You're a real jackass because I can't grow my hair, so obviously I have to be bald. <laughs> Sorry. Sure. It's okay. You know what, though? But I'm hearing there's new advancements in laser ha- hair transplant yes. therapy. I hear it's supposed to be pretty good, so believe me, I might grow a full head of hair one day. Yeah, but bald is beautiful. I'm Not really, bro. I, I look like Shrek with a beard. I'm dying <laughs> over here. I used to look like a seven-foot Jesus, and now I look like Shrek, so... Like, clearly you prefer to have long hair. Right? I like long hair. I like, that way I could be like, you know, don't hate me because I'm beautiful. <laughs> yeah, right now I'm like, don't run from me or light me on fire or stab me with pitchforks. Yeah, I got it. All right, what's up? All right, uh, people tease you all the time about being, you know, turning heel and face so quickly. Right. What are you right now? 
what am I right now? Schizophrenic. No, what do you think? Why do you think I turn heel or face so fast? Do you think I do that as a person? No, it's not my fault. It's because whatever happens on our show, they get the panic button. The panic button has always been, oh, we got a baby face. We need a good heel opponent for him. They can get him over. Um, put him with Big Show. Yeah, but Big Show's a baby face. Turn him heel. He gets mad. Okay, Big Show turns heel. Um, it's been a credit to my ability to be adaptable and to work in whatever situation, whether it's one night I'm wrestling John Cena as a heel, and three nights later I'm wrestling CM Punk as a babyface in a cage. Um, believe it or not, it's it happens like that, and I think that's the one thing you got to do is always keep uh, diversity, uh, adaptability, and a good attitude, and just understand that sometimes the fans might think you're schizophrenic, but I'm not. <laughs> as a person, I'm a good guy that enjoys being a bad guy. So there, that sums it up. What's up? Um. Any advice for anyone who wants to break into the business? Breaking into the business? Um, breaking our business is so extremely difficult now, but there are opportunities. You know, one thing that Triple H has done a real good job of is he's developing relationships with a lot of independent territories and companies. So now, if you're breaking in a small time in an independent territory, it's not like you're breaking in there and you're stuck there. You're going to get looked at. Work hard on your product, understand your fundamentals. Um, be in shape. Um, the biggest thing is is being fundamentally sound, being in shape, and having a positive attitude, a good attitude about stuff. And if you get an opportunity, make the most of that opportunity. If you get a chance to get a WWE tryout uh, at NXT, the Performance Center, show up in shape. Don't show up out of shape. Show up in better shape. Because you want to show up, because here's the thing, you got guys that are professionals there that are looking at people that have fought hard and dug hard and made sacrifices and torn ligaments and bones and lost wives and all the things that they've done to be successful in this business. And if you show up, you know, and you're not in shape, you don't take it seriously enough. And besides, if you're a true fan and you really want it, you'll do your research and understand what it takes to make it. And uh, best of luck. I hope I get to work with you. There you go. You know what I mean? This is a beautiful, great business. It's a cruel, tough mistress. But uh, wrestling is beautiful, and it keeps guys like me coming back. Thanks, Joe. Thank, Thank you so much. You bet. It was a real pleasure. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the SJP Podcast. To get more from the voice of the modern Filipino wrestling fan, go to www.smarkhenry.ph.